Everybody, welcome to the College Gridiron Show. I'm Mir Gorey, hosted as well by Jimmy Sullivan and Jackson Heil. Thanks, guys, for showing up. I really appreciate it. It's a Tuesday. It's a little bit of an unusual day. And as I always say, the worst day of the week. Because, you know, you get through your Monday, and Monday's horrible, and you still got three more days of the week to go. But the good thing is, is that we have a good show for you guys today. Unfortunately, it's a little bit at Jimmy's expense, and I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, I know that this <laughs> past weekend was not great. But for me, it was pretty awesome, even though yesterday I got some bad news from Rodney Anderson. But let's start out with first, what was just your reaction from the past weekend, guys? And I'll start with Jimmy on this one. Yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting on a couple of fronts. I thought the most impressive team was Clemson. I mean, they beat the living you-know-what out of Miami. It they was, really did. It was unbelievable, and it was partially based on how Miami's been playing, but that was really impressive. Uh, we'll probably get into a little more about Alabama versus Ohio State. I thought that was very interesting. And like you said, with your Sooners, they looked very, very good against TCU, better than even I thought they would look even after beating TCU handily in the first game. So I thought very interesting weekend. We'll get a little bit more into it. Jackson, what do you think? Yeah, Mir, I'm not, I don't want to take too much because I know you have your opinions on Oklahoma, but Baker Mayfield looked like a Heisman winner like he has all season long. And my biggest disappointment— I thought it was his best game of his career. Oh, yeah. he was. I mean, he was sensational. The throws he was making down the sideline were really good. And my disappointment— sticking with the ACC game, was Miami because I feel like Miami has been this team all season where they were just squeaking by teams and they were just just basically beating who they faced, but not in any manner that was impressive. Their only really big win was Notre Dame. And I think once they lost the pick game, I think they were done. Completely. Well, even in the Virginia game, they looked very yeah. questionable that in that game. Literally any other game besides the Notre Dame game, they were very disappointing. But again, that they, they they this was their year to put them back on the map, and I think the next two years are going to be the years where they can actually compete. This was like if you look at the early two thousands team, this year was like two thousand for them basically. Yep. If you look or maybe ninety nine or maybe ninety nine. Whereas next year they're going to get most of the guys back. They'll probably be a, a favorite a or one class. of them for yeah. the national title. Well, look. I would like to say about Miami, a lot of these players are Al Golden players, which is not saying much. And <laughs> and I think that no, that the, the the job that the in, not not just the head coach, but the entire Miami uh, you know coaching staff has done with these players has been tremendous. But you know, th- there is a track record for for great recruiting in Miami, and I think that now that Miami has put down a, a proper product. Um, and showing that Miami is back. There are the, the building blocks for that, and there is a level of credibility that they now have that under Randy Shannon didn't quite happen, unfortunately. But the thing is that now they're getting an, a couple of new recruiting classes coming in, uh, a few players that are actually reclassifying to try to finish early, much like what's happening in the in, in college basketball You know, with high school players. It, it's a little unusual. It's something to pay attention to, and we'll discuss that more when, when around February when signing day comes up. But Miami will be better, and, and as long as they, they do it the right way in the Miami way, I feel— um, then they're going to be back because even though the Miami way of the early of the of the mid '80s was not desirable, I feel like they can be, I guess, a little volatile and a little bit in your face, but within the boundaries of the rules. And as long as they can do that within the rules, they're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna push the envelope as much as they can, and as well as I think they should because that is their style and that's what gets the community going, and that's okay. But I would like to say. Um, Last week, you know, with with Costantini, I asked him, I said, 
how much is Clemson winning by? And I can't stand Clemson. I predicted them to lose three games this season. My prediction of them potentially losing two is still possible because they just got to lose one game of the next two, and, and that'll be awesome. Um, but, you know, I just I didn't believe in Miami going this far. I thought that Rosen is uh, – or sorry, Rosier Rosier, yeah. is just – he's just not good. He's really, really, really bad. And I think for that reason alone, the the defense was good, but just got tired, and that's why Clemson uh, went full force. Coming up with Wisconsin, I mean, Jimmy, what did you think of of Wisconsin's performance? Did you feel like they were the better team and they just lost it because they didn't have the offense, or did you feel it was a matter of just it was a just complete performance by Ohio State that just on all three phases of the game they won? Yeah. Uh... I'll answer your second question first. I thought Ohio State was better. Uh, they had 151 more total yards offensively. They did have three turnovers. Wisconsin had two. One of them was at the very end with Hornibrook when he threw the pick on the fourth and 20. Ohio State played better. Wisconsin was able to stay in it. They got 18 points off turnovers in that game to just seven for Ohio State. So basically, their entire offense and scoring really was predicated off Ohio State turnovers. So Ohio State really let them stay in that game. And if you look at Wisconsin all year, they haven't been overly impressive because they really haven't played anybody. I would even argue their best win was against Florida Atlantic the second week of the year. Florida Atlantic wound up winning 10 games this year. And that that was a really... That was, that's a sad existence. Yeah, if that's that and Northwestern were the only two really great wins Wisconsin had this year. So I wasn't necessarily surprised that they came out a little flat against Ohio State. They still have a really good defense. Even without Cishi and some of those other guys, they played really, really well, I thought, on Saturday. Should have made the stop on fourth and one against Barrett, but that's that's another story. They just missed some tackles. But, uh, yeah, I thought they got uh, outplayed. They were lucky to be in it at the end. And to think that if they finish that drive, we're not having the discussion about Alabama. Ohio State, and they're the four seed, and they're going to play Clemson in the Sugar Bowl. So, and 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 after I interject on this, Jackson, you come in, please. Um, Wisconsin showed to me that they had better coaching. I thought that the defense was extremely well coached. I thought Chris did a very good job going for two. That was brilliant. Yes. And I thought that the play call was absolutely perfect. And also, I think that the defense, people forget, these guys are young. I mean, Jimmy, you and I yes. talked about this yeah. off air. Uh, you know, Hornibrook is is a, is a sophomore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're starting a freshman who's absolutely stellar. The name Jonathan is Jonathan Taylor, yeah, right. He, I'm I'm blanking on the name, right? So so Jonathan Taylor, he's a he's a freshman. He's yeah. a true freshman. He's only going to get better, and he looked tremendous. Um, and and you guys just lo- uh, you guys don't have two of your starting linebackers. Yes. So if you think Van Ginkle is good, yeah. imagine these two other guys that are going to show up. Which I'm sorry, I'm I'm blanking on the names right One now. One of them is Jack Sushi. Right, and so and, yeah. when these when these boys come back because they're they're all juniors, they're gonna have to come back for their senior year yeah. to to build up their draft stock, and they're all high draft pick potentials. I think Wisconsin's here to stay, and they're only gonna get better. I just thought that the quarterback performance was so absolutely bad, and I thought that the play calling was not good enough. There was not enough um, screen passes and dump offs that that worked in the in the fourth quarter as. You know, there weren't enough of those play calls. I thought in the in the third or even the second when I started watching the game. But I I actually thought Wisconsin was the better team. I thought that Ohio State was did, lost in the coaching. I thought they lost in the play calling. I just think that what happened was they had more talent and they had a competent quarterback. Yeah, I I think 
Wisconsin not being tested all year really hurt them in this game because. But did you feel like they didn't show up to play? No, it it, it it's not. I that. thought they did. It's not that. I just don't think they were necessarily prepared to play in a huge moment and get 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 a big play when they needed. Obviously, they had eighteen points off turnovers, like Jimmy mentioned, but. I think this will only help them going forward. You mentioned the play calling. I didn't think they had enough play action because I really thought yes. that was where they could have burned Ohio State's defense with you establish the run game with Taylor and then you can use Hornerbrook. You don't have you don't have to rely on him to make a huge throw like thirty times a game. You could just go down the, you could try to get a big play every once in a while out of him. But like you mentioned, they are getting some guys back. I mean Hornerbrook's only gonna be a junior next year. Taylor can't go to the draft yet. So they still have this foundation built where they can still win the Big Big Ten next year. So I'm not worried about Wisconsin. I think this will be a really good experience for not only Wisconsin, but also Miami in the Orange Bowl where they get to play each other because that's a, that's a potential matchup we could see in the college football playoff next year, and that's something that is going to help them both. Yeah, and just one more point on Wisconsin, and this is going to sound pathetic, but it's good to have a coach that you know is not going to jump off to another job. Brett Bielema, right. <laughs> Brett Bielema jumped Wisconsin to Arkansas. He got fired. Gary Anderson jumped from Wisconsin to Oregon State after losing 59 to nothing in the Big Ten title game. He literally fled Madison like two days later. Well, that's because he was going to get killed. Oh, my God, yeah. And so both of them are now out of jobs, and Paul Christ is still standing. And Paul Christ has won 30-plus 30 games in three years. Christ is Wisconsin. a Wisconsin guy. Yes. Wisconsin's a powerhouse that has just been waiting to, to get the right guy to believe in them. That that's, um, that You mentioned that. I think that's important. People don't realize how excellent of a football program they are and yeah they, they really they, are absolutely they, they, they fantastic just, they just yeah can, these guys just continue to jump ship like what makes i know arkansas is in the sec what makes that job better than Wisconsin? well brett bielma literally said it was because the sec has is going in the right direction the big That's, 10 isn't uh, yeah but and the, another it's point, like yeah. a, it's like a stock you know it's yeah. like at the very bottom you know and and the big 10 stock was at the very bottom and Brett Bielma jumped ship at the very bottom of the Big Ten, but that following year the Big Ten started rising, yeah. and that's and I mean look he was he wasn't even I think if he was five hundred on Arkansas it was by two games or he just missed five hundred by two games I don't remember exactly like, what the difference was. When was the last time Arkansas was like a powerhouse? That I mean obviously he, he Darren went, McFadden yeah but they yeah, weren't even yeah, that but they good weren't then. Even, exactly. well, they were in the national championship they were national championship contender See, yeah, that's for, the thing but though, they like, had a what, legendary group of running backs i mean yeah. Peyton Hillis Felix Jones yeah. and Darren yes, McFadden. like they have had good running backs and don't get me wrong arkansas is like it's a good hotbed to go to like it's a good football program but like wisconsin even during when when uh, billimo was there they were a perennial Rose Bowl contender. Three years in a, row, in a row they went, yeah. Yeah, so like, I just, I, I don't think understand. The f- I, I think, think it gets a bad rap. I think the fundamental difference is that the the SEC and the Big Ten just, you know, at different times were great, and Bielma just, he, he jumped ship at the, at the very bottom of the Big Ten. Yeah, and the thing is, too, Wisconsin has pretty stringent academic standards, which not enough people talk about because they're one of the top colleges in the nation, and that sort of hinders some of the recruiting they can do. Whereas if you go, I know, but that yeah. hasn't that hasn't really hindered. I, I I've been pretty happy with them, honestly, in, their, in terms of the talent yeah. they've reeled out. Anyway, we got to get this going, guys. What do you think of 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 Auburn? Clem, uh, sorry, Auburn, Georgia. Uh, 
I'll I'll start on this one. I think Auburn might have won with a healthy carry on Johnson because you could tell, you know, he was not healthy in that game. He couldn't stiff arm. And the thing that not as many people talked about, he wasn't as good blocking because he couldn't really. I thought ex- it was irresponsible to put yeah. him in the game. He was really not. I was surprised he played as much yeah. as he did. You mentioned your. I I know it, you don't. It's 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 not necessarily irresponsible. I think because listen, he's been your best player all season, and but he, he couldn't was, raise his he, arm. He would, but he was. <laughs> He was the only reason I thought they beat Alabama. Well, that's true. No, I yeah. agree. No, believe me, I've loved Carryon Johnson since he was a sophomore. I, I've, I've paid attention to this guy for three years now. But the thing is, is that, you know, he he was done. Like his, he yeah. couldn't raise his arm, guys. I mean, yeah. like you know. <laughs> Yeah. And 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 this is a guy that's giving you everything. Why put him out there? That's just humiliating. It, he you have a, to put him out turned, there. He yeah. well, I don't know. He turned over the ball, then turned into a touchdown. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, I I thought my predi- I predicted Georgia was going to win because they had vengeance. I don't think that if Carryon Johnson was in, they were going to still win the game. I think it would have been a lot closer if he were healthy. But but I I I I knew Georgia was coming to play, and there was no way around it. Um, what did you guys think of Clemson, Miami? I'm going to start with uh, Jackson on this one. Listen, I, I mean, I I don't want to say I'm not surprised because I thought Clemson was going to win this game in pretty convincing fashion. But Yeah, I mean, I asked Costantini, yeah. by how much? <laughs> exactly. I didn't even ask yeah. him who exactly. wins. I yeah. said, by how much? Exactly. So, And I, I think they're pretty clearly the best team in the country right now. I mean, you look at the way, just going back to the beginning of the year, the way they handled Auburn. That was a close game, but they made it look like they blew out Auburn. And then you just look at the games they played, other than the Syracuse slip-up, which, listen, it happens. And but, it was on a Friday night, too. Yeah, they, they, ha- they have dominated everyone they've played right. besides maybe Virginia Tech. You could call that game close. So that's that's the team I look at and I say, I mean, they're very dangerous offensively. Kelly Bryan is back. He's playing very good football. And I just I don't I don't see them being beat. USC Stanford. I uh, thought it was a really good game. Darnold played very well, well enough to win. Uh, USC is a good team right now. I'm looking forward to that Fiesta Bowl matchup between them. It's and Ohio State. Is that the Fiesta? No, that's the Cotton Bowl or the. Fi- I, I keep I'm mixing sorry, up. What? what? USC is <laughs> playing Ohio me. State. It's either the Fiesta. Cotton Bowl. That's cotton the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. I keep mixing up the Fiesta and the Cotton <laughs> Bowl. I don't know why. Anyway. Um, you gonna mix up Arizona and Texas? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but it's like pick your poison. <laughs> I uh, thought it was a really good game. Uh, Stanford was impressive. Bryce Love had literally nothing left to give at the end of that game. I mean, he's been, he's having an amazing year, uh, and and Stanford, you know, they got to figure out the quarterback situation a little bit, but. Uh, they they could be a good team in the future, and then USC. I I must say I, I just wanted to get this in. USC with the talent that they had remaining, with the issues on the offensive line, with the guys they lost from last year. I thought it was extremely impressive that they were able to win eleven games and get to a New Year's Six Bowl. I really I thought they were a national title contender, and then I watched about two or three of their games, and I was like, mm, no. But uh, it's really impressive that they've been able to get this far, even with the talent they have. Yeah, they didn't get to the national championship game because of Darnold, in my opinion. And, you know, for that reason alone, I know that the Pac-12 probably scheduled this, at, like, in advance, but I just thought it was funny the Pac-12 
kind of realized they were irrelevant. They just had the game on Friday. Cause <laughs> <laughs> who, who cares? You know, yeah. who gives a you know what give, about give the, you? Give you them know? credit for that. Like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they know they, where they, they stay. They, they gave. They gave. First off, they also they did a gave, favor they, to America. They gave themselves like an opportunity for people to watch the game True. too, because you put oh, yeah. them, you put them on ten o'clock on Saturday. I know, night but Jackson, let's just say they did that because they don't respect themselves. That feels better, you know, because they're yeah. not. They're they're so irrelevant. And, and at least they at least they <laughs> at least they realize it. It's good. 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 I don't want to put a positive spin on it because I like making fun of the Pac-12. I'm interested to see how Sam Darnold does against an Urban Meyer team. In regards to the, and, and we're about to transition to the Heisman talk, but I'm going to use that transition to finish up first with on this segment with the Oklahoma TCU game. Uh, Oklahoma looked fantastic. Uh, the defense looked good. Um, Baker Mayfield had his best performance. That 56-yard run was, I was shocked how fast he was. Baker Mayfield is so slow, but on that play... Yeah. He he looked like he was just a tad slower than Lamar Jackson. It was <laughs> amazing to see somebody so so like large as as Baker Mayfield, and 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 just with not being very tall, just churning his legs as quickly as he could, and got some decent yardage, y'all. I mean, like that was really impressive. Um, I I thought it was kind of I, I was really nervous because as I said, no no Big Twelve team had gone through the the FPI uh, schedule difficulty that the Sooners have had this year um, in the entire Big 12 since that 2000 team and went undefeated in that. Um, So, you know, I don't know what that says because personally I was not optimistic about this game. I thought TC was going to come to play, but Baker Mayfield continues to change, like just surprise me. So I I hope he surprises me uh, again, but this time in a positive way. Um, I'm going to continue to be pessimistic uh, going forward because I think that's worked out for me. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, 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 the thing that I thought the, the real MVP of the game um, was Rodney Anderson. They put eight in a box. They almost put nine in a box at times. And the guy put 124 yards, I think, into the game. What was killer about Rodney was um, he's I think he's the best pure running back in college football because he's he can do everything. He can move in space. He can go through the tackles. He has amazing hips. He can really – he has he has Maurice Jones' drew feet. I mean, he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's a guy that next year people will have to pay attention to. Um, but, you know, he's not going to get the recognition that he deserves because he's only been great for six games because I mean, that was his sixth game that he's played. He was out for two years. He he injured himself in on the first play. Uh, his freshman year, he injured his neck. He broke a bone in his neck, so he was out for the season. And then the spring game last year, he uh, in spring of 2015, sorry, he uh, he tore his meniscus. So you know the guys had like these like really annoying injuries that aren't like career threatening, but you know. Anyway, uh, the big thing to look out for with him is obviously there was a, apparently uh, an allegation between him and a woman. We'll see what that turns into. Oh, the Oklahoma running backs. Right, back yeah, I know. again. Right, exactly. But this time there, there, there are no charges, so I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. And that would be a big them. loss for them if, if they lose If he's suspended, they're, they're done. They're not going You forward. don't think Sermon can pick up like a lot of his load? Like you don't think... I think he's very good. I just think Rodney Anderson is the best. That, okay. Like I haven't seen a running back like him he, he's, since. He's the difference. Yeah, yeah he, he's above and beyond. Um, but obviously, transitioning to the Heisman, I think Baker Mayfield is winning it hands down. He's been he's been legendary. 
I think his story is legendary. What are your thoughts, though? Because I, I know you guys are already telling me that Baker's winning the Heisman. I think that's obvious. But what are your thoughts about the Heisman going forward? Are you guys optimistic about it or no? Like, do you like the direction that's going? And I'm going to start with Jax on this one. Well, I think the whole finalist thing kind of bothers me each year that they just – there's a the, the number of finalists changes every year. Yeah, that's really annoying. That really bothers me because what, just – Figure out a specific number. Whether you, if you want it to be two, that's fine. Just make it, make it two each year, or you can make it five each year. For example, year. in two thousand and nine, Graham Harrell should have been a finalist, not just Tim Tebow, Colt McCoy, and Sam Bradford. But Graham Harrell wasn't there. And then last year, they put out five guys, and, yeah. and four of them were completely irrelevant, except for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like a guy like Saquon Barkley, I think deserved. To yeah, be he deserved that. He deserved list that. this year. So just fi- figure out a number which you're gonna. Do what you're gonna put for the finalists because I, I know they do it by votes or whatever. I'm I'm not sure exactly the entire and not to thing. get too political, but the universities benefit off of saying that they've not just had Heisman winners but also Heisman finalists. Oh, it, oh my it, god! It looks, so it, why it looks why? it looks great for yeah. every as well. side? Like yeah. why? Well, if you if you watch any ACC commercial, it's Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson go ACC. Like literally. Yeah, I mean, why just not say Saquon is a finalist? I mean, yeah. what? What the heck has the kid yeah, done that you would not give him that honor? And he was he I thought he was when Penn State was in their groove and right after they blew out Michigan at home, he and right before they lost to Ohio State, he, I thought he was like the he was the clear favorite until Penn State I called lost two though. games. Yeah. I called it though. I to be said fair, you did. Uh, when Ohio State when he lost to Ohio State, I said the coaching staff has lost Saquon Barkley. He's lost his motivation for that team because they blew the game. They they put him in a position to fail, and they 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 don't use him. I don't get yeah. why. Anyway, Jimmy, uh, just final thoughts on the Heisman. I I think they should set a number. I would probably set it at three because I think that makes it interesting where you don't have five where it's like oh you know where like 2013 Jordan Lynch was there. Like I mean I'm not hating on Jordan Lynch, but, but it's yeah I mean it's it's a- everybody. A- NAIU, Illinois, right? Right? Oh, yeah. Northern Illinois. I'm thinking Northern um, Illinois. Two, I'm I'm well, I'm fine with uh, quarterbacks winning it as often as they do. Because, I, frankly, they're the most important guys on the field, and if if you're gonna have an award for the best player in college football, it's probably usually going to be a quarterback. Right. As terrible as that sounds, I mean, you've had one-offs like Charles Woodson, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, but I'm okay with quarterbacks winning it as often as they do because they're usually the best players. Case in point, this year, I think Baker Mayfield's the best player, and I think Lamar Jackson's a close second. I think from now on they should have five finalists because they can also have defensive players in there. Okay. And 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 sometimes special teamers. You know, we've seen people people have massive impacts. Those Miami teams would not have been so good if they didn't have Devin Hester. You know, that's a that's a that's a valuable player. You know, I mean Charles Woodson. You can say he was a cornerback and a receiver, but he he. Most of his highlight plays were return plays, you know. So that's something to keep Desmond in mind. Desmond Howard, same thing. And Desmond Howard as well. But I feel like Charles Woodson really exemplified that in my yeah. eyes. Yeah, um, I I actually agree with you with the five finalists thing because one, you could just you, you could create more storylines right. for these players. I mean, it, it it there's no there's no hurting in making what two more I mean. Finalists. Yeah, what yeah. are you? <laughs> I agree with that. Who there, but then here? also it does get to the point where. You're not you devaluing are, you are putting, them. You are putting irrelevant finalists like Jordan Lynch into that. Well, I, I think that the defensive players should be considered more. You know, so they kind of like make a category, categorize it a little bit. Um, but anyway, going uh, towards a, a, you know a month from now, and we'll be talking about this every week until then because we really should. Um, what are your thoughts on the playoffs? I don't want to hear predictions. We'll do that the week before. 
um, or two weeks before because that'll be around the holiday break and I'm sure you guys will want to have a life as well as me. (laughs) But what are your thoughts on the college football playoffs? Did you think that the right team came were picked? Did you think the wrong teams were picked? Um, and, and why? Okay, so I think they got it absolutely right. Uh, in terms of Alabama versus Ohio State, Ohio State had more top 25 wins if you look at the rankings now, but the way I look at it is this. Would Alabama have lost by 30 points on the road to Kentucky or Texas A&M? Because those are basically rough comparisons in the SEC but, for But, Iowa. yeah, right. So... I don't think that would have happened, and that's a damaging loss. And in addition, if you watch Ohio State against Wisconsin, obviously, I mean, I'm a Wisconsin fan, but I couldn't sit there and say, oh, yeah, this is the fourth-best team in the country. I honestly did not get that sense. I thought they were a very good team. I thought they were very solid in most areas. I don't think they're one of the top four. I think think they're, like, sixth or seventh, frankly. So, yeah, I think they got it right. I think we really saw the committee— where they val what they value because there was there was there was a pretty distinct there were distinct differences between Ohio State and Alabama. Alabama didn't lose to anyone. They don't have any bad losses, but again, they haven't beaten anyone. Ohio State, like you mentioned, wins over Penn State, wins over Michigan, wins over all. They have a ton. It's of Wisconsin, obviously, in the Big Ten championship game. But I think we really saw that the committee values bad losses much more. Than, than they do good big loss, wins. Good wins. And, yeah. and up good until wins. this year, it was the other way around. Well, people yep. also have to realize that I know Oklahoma is a good team. I, 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 I'm comfortable enough to say that. But I don't know if Oklahoma is that good to go to a top five team in the nation in a, in a legendary home field. And in not, I mean, and they annihilated them. They com- they completely annihilated them, guys. That game wasn't that close. It was no, a 15-point game. It, it should have been more. Why, you know why it was close in the first half? It's because the the Sooners turned it o- fumbled it twice and and then and then kept going for it on these goal line uh wildcat with Dimitri Flowers run-ins that were just not working. I mean, there there was a I think four drives that were completely blown off of either turnovers uh, a silly personal foul and and just ridiculous play calling on, on, on fourth down that was just so blatantly obviously flawed. And in fact, I'm so glad. I was worried Lincoln Riley would be one of those coaches that just sticks by his play call every time, every game. But he's really adjusted and he's taken that away because I think everybody in the nation was like, what the heck are you doing? But, you know, like that was a massive blowout. I mean, like it, it should have been Ohio State has 14 points or 10 points max and Oklahoma's fifty or sixty. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was terrible. Um, but you know, th- with that being said, I, I I think you know that that you know my thoughts on the playoff are we have the best playoff ever. We have the best storylines ever. No matter who wins and and who advances and what, I, I I really am excited to see this. I will say though, I am a little worried for Clemson and Alabama because whoever wins Oklahoma Georgia has a higher percentage of winning than whoever wins Clemson and, and Alabama because they're going to beat the heck out of each other. That's true. And they're going to want each other. And I feel like they're going to be a little bit emotionally spent and a little physically spent. And so I feel like the, the everybody, the entire nation needs to realize that that game, that Alabama-Clemson game, people should recognize that that winner of that game 
should be given props by how they perform in the second game. Because if they win the second game, then it's going to look even better. Because it's such an exhausting game to play Alabama. I mean, Nick Saban said it best. When when teams play us, they're destroyed after that look, game. Look at Aub- look at Auburn last week. Yeah. Right. And and say Alabama beats Clemson, Alabama is going to be already depleted with injuries, and then they're going to get the heck knocked out and knocked out of them by Clemson. So you know it's it's going to be in a way. I feel like it's a, a bit of a disadvantage. And then the other thing to add on that is this year it's only a one week turnaround from the semifinals to the championship game. In past years, right. it's been nine or ten days. This year, it's only six. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's going to be really interesting to watch. Right, right. It 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 really will, and and I think that um, people need people need to stop thinking Oklahoma is gonna win this game against Georgia, and 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 I don't, I really, and I'm not saying that because I want Oklahoma to win, so I'm gonna play you know devil's advocate to kind of jinx it, but Oklahoma's not played an athletic defense like Georgia. I I would much rather play Alabama if I'm the Sooners, and and because of that, you know, I think people need to really consider the the value of of how good Georgia's defense is and the fact that they're only freshmen and sophomores. But is Georgia's offense going to be good enough? And we'll get into that, you know, as well, it gets Oklahoma's close. Yeah, defense, no, I, when inspired, is an average defense at best. No, and that, that's that's where I think the problems are going to come. Can I don't think Oklahoma can stop. Right. Georgia's run game, I think, is one of the most underrated in college football because you have the. I'm not gonna call it ready to call it a two-headed monster, but with Nick Chubb like and a four-headed Sony Michelle monster. and <laughs> and others. Swift and Swift exactly, yeah. so they have they can throw everyone, and they're always gonna. Have I, fresh they have Evander Holyfield's son. Yeah, <laughs> 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 what kind of like third-down punch? Yeah, <laughs> that's like yeah. the best one to have. Th- that that's gonna be the problem for Oklahoma right. in that game, I think. Anyway, so thanks everybody for joining us on the college uh, football gridiron, and 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 you know Jackson, thank you so much, and and Jimmy, and thank you everybody. So for Jackson Heil, Jimmy Sullivan, Mir Gori, this is the College Football Gridiron Show. Thank you so much for joining.